Hello, Northern Kentucky. It's Monday, May 8th, 2023. I don't know why I always have to be the one who brings you the news on Mondays. Nobody wants to be the Monday person. I'll have to talk to someone about that. In any case, I'm Link NKY's managing editor, Megan Goth, and this is your Link Media News and Brief. Though heavy rain and storms pounded runners a majority of the marathon and a temporary shelter-in-place order was issued Sunday, Flying Pig Marathon officials don't regret the decision to start the race like normal. Our partner, WCPO9, reports that more than 18,000 runners from all over the world kicked off the full and half marathons around 6.30 a.m. Just 45 minutes into running, officials issued a shelter-in-place order at 7.15 a.m., after they previously mentioned via social media that they were closely monitoring the forecast. The order advised runners and spectators to stop and take cover at various locations along the race route. Roughly 45 minutes later, race officials pulled the shelter-in-place order despite the continuance of heavy rain. WCPO crews along the race route saw some people stop and head to shelter-in-place locations, but a majority of runners continued in the weather conditions. Jamie Smith, board chair of the Flying Pig, said race officials expected to lose roughly 10% of the runners due to the weather. But he said it didn't visibly look that way Sunday morning. He said race officials began watching the weather forecast Saturday afternoon and they were told to play it by ear. He also said that with five minutes until start time, officials still had yet to make a decision. For the best part of the runner, we thought it was better for them to get out of the starting line and then allow them to shelter in place, Smith said. We reminded them all that it was a personal decision to make the run, and so far, every one of them has thanked us for letting them go. He also said around 8.30 a.m. that officials had not received any indication of injuries caused by weather conditions. Despite the heavy storms, Smith said he wouldn't change any of the decisions that were made regarding weather. We were good to go, Smith said. I think we made the right decision, the best we could at the time. We were watching the different systems come in. And we were just kind of right in between them. And if we got them at the starting line, we knew where they would go. Not long after the 6.30 a.m. kickoff at the starting line, the 25th annual Flying Pig named its male and female division winners. Jason Salyer and Caitlin Keene were crowned winners after they crossed the Finnish swine first in their respective divisions Sunday morning. Northern Kentucky's Faculty Senate passed a resolution Friday that seeks via a statement to improve the relationship with the university's Board of Regents, but also heavily criticizes the board for its role in the public university's $25 million deficit that has led to a staffing and program cuts. There is some criticism in that statement because the faculty feel like they bear some responsibility for what happened, said Faculty Senate President Dr. John Farrar. At its last meeting, the Faculty Senate discussed a possible resolution for a no-confidence vote against the Board of Regents. Farrar said he thought a vote of no confidence, which means the Faculty Senate doesn't support the governing body of the university, is extreme and a last measure. But he said the faculty is committed to ensuring the university has an open and transparent process for the new president. The Faculty Senate chose to call on the board to allow more input from faculty, staff, and students on the new presidential search and request the Regents rebuild trust through openness and transparency. Board of Regents Chair Rich Bainey said that the board accepts responsibility and accountability, though the two sides might not always agree on the specifics. The board always accepts full responsibility because that's our job, Bainey said. I guess there'd be differences of opinion on whether the board has acted properly and decisively. However, Bainey couldn't answer whether or not the university would change course and decide to have an open presidential search. Instead, the board would look at the statement and take into consideration at their next meeting on June 14th. I would just have to honestly say I don't know, because that would be decisions made by the search committee and their recommendation to the board, Bainey said. 
Mandy Kaplan, who co-owns 859 Taproom in Florence with her husband Jeff, has never allowed smoking at her bar. When Kaplan, 45, was young, she remembers that people would smoke in houses like it was nothing, like it didn't matter, she said. But over time, Kaplan and much of the nation learned of the adverse effects smoking could have not only on the health of the smoker, but on the people in its vicinity. In the 80s, it was cool to smoke, Kaplan said, and now we know it kills you and it's going to give you cancer. When Kaplan and her husband opened 859 Taproom in fall 2021, they knew they wanted to keep it smoke-free for the health and safety of themselves and their customers. It's all about not killing each other, she said. Smoking is part of Kentucky's culture, said several smoking ban advocates at a Highland Heights City Council meeting in April. This has contributed to the lag in the northern Kentucky region and the state in passing smoking bans. Kentucky is one of 12 states with no restrictions on smoking indoors, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, also known as the CDC. This leaves the decision for smoke-free ordinances up to individual cities and counties within the state. Members of a local coalition meant to raise awareness of the dangers of smoking have been working with local cities to pass indoor smoking bans city by city in northern Kentucky, where comprehensive countywide bans are not in place. Dayton was the first northern Kentucky city to pass a ban, followed by Bellevue. Now, Highland Heights is considering an ordinance that would largely ban smoking inside businesses and on city-owned property. Breathe Easy NKY, an organization dedicated to passing smoking bans in the region, brought members to speak to Highland Heights Council members April 18th, encouraging them to pass an ordinance. The question for me is why not do it, asked Brent Cooper, president and CEO of the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. Representatives from Breezy, Breathe Easy will now meet with the Highland Heights Mayor, Greg Myers. <clears throat> I'm going to start that sentence over. Representatives from Breathe Easy will now meet with the Highland Heights Mayor, Greg Myers, and other members of council to, to discuss the model ordinance and answer questions. Those were your top stories of the day, Northern Kentucky. Learn more about those stories and everything else going on in your community at linknky.com. Have a great Monday. Thank you for listening.